0: What's it been? Weeks. It's been weeks since we, well, actually one week or so since we got together. I don't know how long it's been, but anyway, welcome to Mike the Baptist. We're back with the preachers, uh, another edition of the Three Preachers, and great talks. I just got to tell y'all, I have really enjoyed the talks we've been having here. They're good for me, (laughs) and uh, in many different ways, so, okay, I can tell y'all are really excited uh, today, as I am, we're back with Neil Andrews. Hey. <laughs> oh, wake me up. Yes. Uh, you're here, too. Yeah, so I am. Anyway, I'm glad you're back. I'm filling in. Coots. Jackson. Coots. Michael Koontz is back in the building again, and good to know that you keep coming.
1: Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to be here.
0: You will let us all know when you unpack the suitcase.
1: I will let you know. We're actually packing a couple suitcases, so who, who knows? You well, know, we might need okay. more therapy. All right. That means, okay.
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to ask any questions about where you're going or what you're doing. but Oh, yeah. I, I did, I think I talked to Coontsy, which is my yeah, nickname for you your did. wife. And, and we need to get that
1: going, by the way. Coonts and Coontsy? Yeah, I need a little help. Coontsy. Uh, Sounds like a law firm. what I said. I think it one. could be like a sitcom. Coonts and be.
0: Yeah, I'm it could be a sitcom to. about lawyers. <laughs>
2: Okay. Morgan and Morgan, there's yeah. only one. That's a lie right in the name. There's at least two. Well, yes, Somebody's marked and confirmed.
0: It's attorneys. There's only one. Gosh, oh, no, wait. Attorneys <laughs> are fine people. Too. What are you trying to say? It's, no, attorneys yeah. are fine people. Okay. Uh, where were we? Coons <laughs> <Kuntz> and Coonsie. Coons <laughs> and, Coonsie. and Coonsie. Yes. Uh, uh had told me earlier last week, I had asked about uh, when the ladies, uh, y'all's ladies would be available for another uh, Mike the Baptist with the Preacher's Wife series, and she immediately said, well, it's going to be a while.
1: Yeah, you know. You, we're going somewhere you, again. So, yeah, you're you okay. seeing the real side of Coonsie. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then I asked HD's wife, and she said, well, I, I've got this, 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 this. I said, well, look, okay, you all pick a date and then tell me because I don't have anything to do most of the time, so
1: did I'll they, be ready. Did they pick a date yet? No.
0: Okay. No, but I, I did kind of try to pin them down to sometime next month. <laughs> which, let's see, this is going to air September 17th. So, actually, today's is September 17th, so sometime in October, first part of October, they'll they'll be here. Anyway, H.D. Jones is also with us. Good to see you. Nice to see you as well. And uh, um, perhaps the rest of the program won't be as confusing as the first <laughs> part of it. And I'm confused, just in, uh, full disclosure, I'm confused because – uh, everything is kind of lining up for me today better than it usually does. It's usually pretty chaotic inside and outside of my head. And today, basically, been pretty good so far. Get ready.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you're shaking your head like, mm hmm, so far. But no, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll it's, see what happens. Uh, it was about this time yesterday when things went off the rails. So. It you know and sometimes they are still young. Yeah. Well there's something about this time of day
0: because early in the history of Mike the Baptist uh we recorded the first few episodes in the evenings had no camera issues, no internet issues, nothing. Then we started doing it at at during the daytime. Of course, you know, we're here Saturday morning early. 12:01 actually is when these uh, are done and come out on Saturday mornings, but anyway, uh, we have done some in the afternoons two to five, and something always gets in the system there. don't know what it is, but so we'll hope it doesn't today. Okay, I sense that we're boring people that are listening because they don't really care about all this. So we're going to move into the, a little quick front porch visit <laughs> and try not to bore anybody with that. I thought it would be interesting uh, to talk about dumb things that you did. Uh, HD suggested we put an age limit on it. I thought that was a wonderful idea. Uh fourteen or under. Fourteen's a little dangerous, but it's three preachers. How much trouble could they possibly get me into? So we'll see what happens. Uh, anybody that's ready to start, let's just talk about dumb things we might have done as young men or boys. And it looks like Koontzzi is or Koontz, not Koontzi, but Kuntz is. Yeah, don't
1: don't get those mixed up. Yeah. Coontz yeah. that, uh, that doesn't work correctly. No. You know, a lot of the pre-14 age years are blurry. I don't have a lot of memories. Mm -hmm. But uh, one thing that I do remember, uh, when we uh, moved out into the rural part of the county uh, as a kid, uh, the area that we moved is a lot of people that were uh, very, uh, very well off. So we'd ride around in the neighborhood, uh, bikes and things like that, and all the the guys around us, uh, they had these really nice dirt bikes, you know, with, uh, front and rear brakes, you know, and, uh, pegs on the front and on the back and they could do tricks and spin handlebars and all that kind of stuff. And well, I didn't have anything like that. I just had a, a very cheap dirt bike that was very heavy. Um, um, but I wanted to try to do what the other guys were doing. So we're in, they're out on the street. And they would, you know, mash the front brake so that the back end of the bike would kind of flip up, you know, and you'd be balancing on your front tire. I didn't have a front brake. So what I learned to do.
3: <laughs> I, well, I knew that was coming because he said the other guys had front and rear brakes.
1: Yeah, okay. there you go. I heard that. I didn't pick that
0: up. Good yeah, good, that. good
1: one, Neil. So what I figured out to do, I could just take my foot and jam it up there in between the front front. Fork and oh, the, and the wheel. Oh no! And uh, oh, well, that would be an automatic stop. Yes, mm-hmm. and that, that that happened a couple of times before I learned that. Right? That's not good. Did you uh, Did you go completely over? No, but it sure did tear up my big toe. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. it hurt a lot. So, you know, <laughs> it looked good once or twice.
0: the uh, <laughs> The loose title of the front torch visit day was "Dumb Things." that We did, and that one—that's yeah, pretty that's, dumb. That's dumb. Yeah, it is. But it's, it uh, is. I'm glad you told it because it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're welcome. The bar has been set know, pretty high. Right? That's pretty cool. That's
2: pretty high. So I grew up on the farm, and I was kind of an only child for a while because I'm seven years older than my sister, and. So by the time she came along, I mean, she wasn't fun to play with for a while. You know, she was just a little <laughs> kid. So I did a lot of stuff by myself. And you had to be real just, you know, ingenious back then. We didn't have PlayStation and all that. So, you know, I remember going outside and collecting walnuts and deciding it would be a good idea to throw them up like baseballs and try to hit them. Well, yeah, I knocked out a couple of windows and got in trouble for that. And then Dan had bought a brand new, I think they were called Aaron's uh, Lawnmower. He was real proud mm-hmm. of that. You know, it's probably the first brand new lawnmower. It was a, it was a yard tractor, you know. So it had, to, had the hitch on the back and everything. We had an old rackety uh, trailer that went behind it. Well, I just I thought it'd be a great idea to take his brand new yard tractor and go down to the creek and fill that up with some creek <laughs> gravel to take up to my clubhouse so that my path to my clubhouse would have this nice gravel entrance into it. Well, my clubhouse was down the hill and I decided, you know, like any good, you know, construction person, I'm going to back down, let the back of the gate open and pull forward and spread the gravel. I mean, I saw my dad do that with his tractor and stuff. Right. So I start backing this Aaron's lawnmower down the hill with this load of gravel. (laughs) Oops. It starts pulling me down the hill, guys. <laughs> I mean I'm and I'm like I'm looking back and I'm steering and I'm like, all of a sudden I got this bright idea. Maybe if I put it forward, <laughs> it'll give me some traction. Yep. Well it just made me go faster because now the wheels are full of mud and they're spinning. And I hit something and it the whole thing of gravel just spun around <laughs> and it split the back end of this Aaron's tractor. Uh, and uh Yeah, so then I had to get all that undone and take it back to the shop and i remember being the rest of the day out there trying to beat all the dents out of that thing and fix fixing it. your dad's new tractor and, and when he got home it was not and good. this was last week i missed yeah, the first part yeah, of this. exactly <laughs> exactly how old were you i was probably about 12 well, ouch yeah
1: that's uh yeah yeah, I'm glad your backing skills have gotten better since yeah. we just took the know, boat right. out. You know, yeah, I was like, right. you, you did well the other day. Yeah. I
0: think that classifies as dumb. It was
2: dumb. Oh yeah. gosh, I think I think you yeah. could get away
0: with saying yeah. that was dumb. <laughs> Boy, just the feeling though of knowing you've just done that to your dad's oh, yeah. new tractor that would be mm, that would be kind of yeah. devastating. Yeah. Which is why you still remember that. I had a lot, that,
2: more, I I had a lot more issues because, like, you remember when your dad used to make you mow, and you're like, oh, your goal was just to get it done fast. I don't yeah. care what the yard looks like. I just want to get it done fast. Right. Dad had just gotten a brand new car and he parked it. Oh, I he see. I see this it coming? Yeah. And I'm flying and I come <laughs> around and I hit a rock and it was like slow motion. Foop! And that thing goes, zoom, zoom, zoom. Right in the driver's door. <laughs> right. I mean, it left a, uh, just oh. a big, nice icky on that door. And he dad just dropped his head and walked in because he's probably about ready to kill me. So we did that with push mowers. Yeah. I
0: have a uh, riding mower when I was growing up. Grand grandparents had push mowers, but in fairness, you know, if you you might sling a rock into their car, or their window, but you're also slung a lot into your own feet and ankles, yeah. and yeah, you so, do yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, get it done quick. <laughs> 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 okay, two dumb ones right in a row. Wow, this is a uh, turned out even better than I thought. Right? Do you want the vehicle story
2: or the animal story? Oh. Um, you got an animal in the vehicle story?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's coming later. <laughs> not yet. So you, do, you just choose. I mean, you have a... Well, could be consistent because we had two vehicles. Oh, we did.
3: Well, I'm not going to yeah. go with vehicles, so...
0: Okay, I'll go with pets. So okay. um, I've,
3: I've always tried to be uh, affectionate with cats. <laughs> tried being <laughs> yeah, the key word? I had a cat <laughs> one time, and she was a sweet thing. I trained her how to fetch... I mean, she really? was. Really? Yeah. That's quite an accomplishment. She a cat to do She that. was named Miss Kitty oh. for Gunsmoke. Um, but way back before that, I was an only child. Mm-hmm. And so there was a cat in the neighborhood that belonged to somebody that didn't live in our house. It was somebody a couple houses over. And it had grabbed a hold of my leg and scratched me. So I was eight years old. And I got a hold of the cat. And I put it in the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. And I don't. I don't know what I thought. I mean, was this it, you trying to be
2: affectionate with cats? <laughs> no, no, no. He the didn't cat, say that. The cat he? Had yeah.
3: expressed its opinion. Oh, yeah. He before so. I had a chance to, I was trying. Try to I was be gonna pet it. toward cats. So um, put it in the mailbox. Closed the door on it. And it was the person's that that was their mailbox.
0: And It so, was their cat and their mailbox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And it was in front of I'm their sorry, house too.
3: All the mailboxes were in front of that house. So I went home, and <laughs> the lady had watched that happen, and she'd already called my mom.
1: <laughs>
0: but she watched instead uh, of stopping. Yes. So, so she, she left watched her cat in do. the mailbox. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's yes. a good neighbor, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Now in Arkansas we would have put a bottle rocket in there with the cat. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, I wish somebody had inspired me to do yeah. that. Yeah. we didn't. We didn't do smoke bombs. Uh, you could do a smoke bomb, but that's pretty cruel. But you, now a bottle rocket, it's over with pretty quick for you, not the cat. So, <laughs> I mean, you, the cat. Can you imagine the cat in the, the, the first fifteen seconds when it first goes off?
3: You know, we were talking about this before bringing the, just just for. Fun's sake, yes. And that cats don't show up in, in the Bible until after the fall. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, the story about it is God's got Adam naming the animals, and right. God brings them out, and Adam names them one at a time, and you know yes. they're having good conversation. Right. God gets to the last animal that He created, uh-huh. and uh, Adam goes, "Okay, what is that?" And the the animal came out, sat down in front of him, and his tail was wagging. Yeah. And uh, God goes, "What are you going to name that?" And Adam thinks about it, and he said, I think I'll name it Dog. And God said, I like that. That's my name backward. And all of a sudden, another animal runs in front of the dog. And Adam goes, "What that? And God says, that's not one of mine. And Adam uh-huh. goes, cat? Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
0: That's good. <laughs> I'm just going to say, that's good. Based in truth. Right? Yeah. Uh, cat's not in the Bible, is it? Is cat in the Bible? I don't know. Mm, that's a, like good, like any a good in-and-out in Yeah, you're out. There's a good... Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Somebody, let's, let's circle back H-T's to that. writing this oh, down. No, he's down. looking <laughs> it up. He's looking it up. Well, now we can't. If you're looking it up, we can't. No, I'm going to put it in our notes, and then we can just ponder oh, okay. it. That's a good idea. Interesting. Mm. Uh, okay, so when my brother and I were young, uh, we got into a lots of stuff, uh, roaming around those Arkansas hills. Had to have something to do, you know. We couldn't just go to town. Town was four or five miles away. It was a long bicycle ride, even longer walk. But uh, I recall one day out on the front porch, for some reason, we took a shotgun shell. It was probably a 12-gauge shotgun shell and decided that it would be nice to know what's inside that. So we uh, took it to the front porch, went over to the one corner. Of the We had a concrete front porch, And uh, I just remember us sitting on the edge of that concrete porch and had a pocket knife or something. I remember us cutting the uh, casing off of that, moved the packing and all that, got the the shot out of it and looked at them, you know, and uh, we did not dig gunpowder out of it or anything. We got the packing and the shot out of it, plastic casing off of it, and then we thought we would take apart the uh, the actual shell. So we turned it over and took a nail. I say we because I, I'm the one that actually did this part. But put it on the concrete porch. Took the nail, put it in the firing pin, right in the middle. Not understanding completely at this age how that worked. How yeah. that worked. And I took a hammer and I hit that nail, and it just split my thumb open when it blew up. And it was uh, now that was dumb, <laughs> and I will admit it. That was dumb. We will You might concur. win the prize on this one. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I've heard a couple yeah, other good, you know, sticking your foot in the, I mean. That I know, was, but
2: this is life, this could be life-altering. <laughs> Taking the shotgun shell and the hammer. Yeah, it could yeah. have been.
0: So anyway, we have several of those, but I'm going to end it there because we, have, we had several good dumb things that happened there. It turned out really good. I'm quite happy <laughs> with it. And I was joking a little bit ago uh, uh, in the green room when we were trying to decide, you know, we're going to talk about this or not. Uh, and HD had suggested maybe we should put a limit on this, you know, instead of doing dumb things, you know, when we're older. But in thinking about that, I was thinking about that while you guys were telling your stories instead of paying attention. That's what I do when HD's preaching. But anyway, uh, I thought, you know, maybe on the next week's program, we'll just move into the dumb things we did when we were older than 14 yeah. because I think there's a bucket full of those too. Mm-hmm. And we'll try uh, in the green rooms. Between now and next week, we'll try to determine which of those we can talk about on Mike the Baptist and which we wouldn't dare talk about on Mike the Baptist. Sounds good. All right. So, for those of you who are listening fast today, there's you a quick front porch session, and we'll be back in a bit to talk about some stuff we found in the Bible.
4: Do you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist? Do you wear clothes? If so, we've got some great news. T-shirts and hoodies are now available at MikeTheBaptist.com. Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and you'll find high quality tees, hoodies, and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors, all with the Mike the Baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program. Mike the Baptist is a true labor of love. No one has to pay to listen or watch the program. But Mike and the crew have to eat, so a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart, or Electric Utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet!
0: Hey, we're back later in today's program. Uh, I don't know if you uh, listen. I think it was uh, August 27th. Uh, we sampled some nutter butter, peanut butter, bacon, smoked things <laughs> that a friend of ours had made, and we reviewed them. And in during that review, we got to discussing how wonderful it'd be if other people that made interesting food products would send them to us and we would, out of the kindness of our hearts, review those items for anyone listening. And we just thought it was a great idea and uh, Glenda Steele's name came up. She's a lady that we all know from the town we live in here and she has a reputation for making things. Uh, cinnamon rolls being one of the top things on the list. So we kind of ranted about that a little bit ago. Well, lo and behold, <clears throat> this week, Glenda Steele gets in touch with me and says, I have something for you boys. So we have a tray of Glenda Steele cinnamon rolls that uh, after any or Audi today and before we do our final serious hymn to end the program, we're going to sample those cinnamon rolls and give a, a, a review right here. That's I'm excited. I think I had one of those years and years ago, but I can't remember it. That's, you know, you get
1: years on you, just everything's
0: new. <laughs> so you're
1: saying, once again, the preaching or the teaching or the Bible is standing between us and food, just like on a Sunday it morning? It is, yes. Just like on a Sunday morning, <laughs> exactly. Right. So... So
0: y'all should be get, very we familiar it with this. Give a
2: thumbs up or a thumbs down on this review, or make it more spiritual and be like "Amen" or oh me."
0: Oh no, because oh, that
2: reminds me. Uh,
0: oh, I've been the buzzer. I've been too.
2: Mm. Yeah, so I've been not, too easy. We're not on the too buzzer. spiritual. You, nah, you? we're not going to get too spiritual. Okay.
0: You have to, you have to remind me. I, I think at some point I'm going to get everybody a buzzer because I get involved in these conversations sometimes, and I forget <laughs> to buzz somebody. And then, uh, but but. <clears throat> Spirituals okay, just don't get into that spiritual voice. You know that voice that some church people use. Well, yeah. yes. Oh, oh. You know, you know. What I'm talking that about, happens to you? old people? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what old, old ladies will spiritualize everything? Like, bless God, I went to the Walmart, the Walmart today, and this lady. She opened the door for me. She was my angel sent from my heavenly father. And you're just like, okay, a lady opened the door for you. Let's just take it as a nice thing and move on. Wow. That, that is kind of correct. Yeah. Uh, on a side
0: note, I'm working on a list of, uh, uh, I've been observing people from the back of uh, church sanctuaries during music, mm-hmm. Neil. Yeah. You'll be happy about this. Oh, I forgot. You guys Wait, are over there. So the you're top. not participating? I participate mentally. I don't. I don't usually.
3: <laughs> That's but, okay because there are a
0: lot of people that don't. Well, look, That's but there are a lot of are, and this is my point. I'm developing a list of the different types of swayers, mm-hmm. movers, because there. I've noticed there are certain people that do certain things. Some, you know, have a sway out of time back and forth. Some of them have the one foot to the other foot bounce. I'm developing a list, and you're going to be thrilled when nice. I get this list because I've got six or seven of them, and
2: it's highly go. You need, to go, you need to go YouTube Tim Hawkins, hand raisers in the church. But, yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. Well, I need to call him about this. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got some new material for him.
0: Unless, you know, uh, I'll try to make a buck before well, I yeah. send it over to him and then <laughs> absolutely I turn it over. But anyway, hey, uh, we're going to turn it over to you guys to talk about some stuff we found in the Bible.
1: All right, yeah. So um, this week... Uh, uh, one of the things I'm thinking about uh, comes from the book of Philippians. Uh, Philippians 2.8 says that, talking about Jesus, it says that he humbled himself, becoming obedient to the point of death, even uh, the death uh, of a cross or on a cross. So when I think about that, humility, being humble, and I think about our Lord and Savior, the Son of God, Jesus, who came into this world, knowing what he was going to do for us, and he was willing to humble himself to such a point that not only would he take upon himself the penalty for my sins and the sins of man, but he would do it in such a way that he would take a death that was really reserved for the worst of the worst people, you know, dying on a cross, uh, crucifixion, uh, knowing he hadn't done anything wrong, but he was uh, he was willing to allow that... Uh, be done to him or to take that you know humility and i struggle with that he was he displayed great humility and was humble but it's like sometimes i don't want to do things that you know every once in a while i think i shouldn't have to do that and you know, why is that I mean, why am i not being more like jesus why am i not willing to just say i'm a nothing i'm a nobody And whatever needs to be done, I just need to do stuff. You know, Jesus was so humble. And he would go and talk to people that sometimes we might just want to shun. You know, people that we think uh, they've just done something that's so horribly wrong, which it's true. All sin is horribly wrong. But Jesus would go to people that uh, we would just be despised to be around maybe. And uh, it's kind of a gut check when you come to that scripture. And you think about uh, where he was at, what he did, what happened to him, and why won't I, won't I, why won't I do more? Mm-hmm. You know why why can't I do more? I don't know this. Anything about that that scripture kind of strike y'all uh, the humility, the humbleness, how we kind of portray ourselves and what we do or don't do.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think especially when you look at our culture, and it's it's really about me. It's not about the culture, but in our culture. It helps feed our ego. You know, there's a, there's a word that's used now, entitled. And entitlement is really the opposite of humility. Um, Paul talks about in there that he was willing to step out of glory and then he came to humble himself to be a man, but then he was willing to humble himself even further to die on the cross for sins that he didn't commit. Um, but we're so entitled. And, you know, I think about my own humility or lack thereof the only things i want to point out are the things that i think i've done where i look to be humble Mm -hmm. but even in those things they're really not that humble because now you're wanting to be yeah i'm making a thing of that you want to be praised for it and so humility is that you know that idea where like you said that my i'm nothing my time is nothing my education is nothing you know and we talk about in our church staff a lot, you know, we talk about don't ask somebody else to do a job you're not willing to do, um, being a team player and all that stuff, but humility is hard because it, it really means to think about others and to put yourself beneath them, and that's really difficult to do, I think, in our flesh. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that's the,
3: the opposition of human nature is opposed mm-hmm. to humility? It's just the natural... Kind of, and I assume that's a result of get ready to push your button. Okay, I'm ready. The fall, yep. right? Um, yeah.
0: uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> just just because yeah. he asked for it, just, he did
3: ask for it. <laughs> um, I didn't hear it though. Anyway. Oh, I, I just yeah. think that that's natural in people, and then I'm I keep remembering that C.S. Lewis explanation of people being one of two things: you are either God and others centered or you are self-centered hmm. and you start seeing that i was oblivious to that and then i read it and all of a sudden i start sensing every time there's something happening it's you can see what the core of a person's motivation is um for that humility is very very difficult
1: yeah, yeah. and it's so easy yeah. for us to get sucked into that me centeredness <laughs> mm-hmm. you know uh, just driving down the road. I am upset because you are holding me up. You're not doing the speed limit. You know, get out of my way. Yeah. You know, it's all about me. And uh, hopefully my wife isn't listening to this one because <laughs> she will <laughs> preach this at me the next time we go for a drive. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I get, I just get so bent out of shape. I, I, have, I have a, a question.
0: F- Do you think
1: uh,
0: folks that are uh, involved in the church scene and trying to be Christians and all, you think sometimes they uh or we i guess that's us too you think sometimes we think humility and humble and all that is all kind of the same thing and that we do that to the point of letting people walk over us hmm. in situations where that's really not what we should be doing at all because you know i'm thinking about when we're using the word humility you know in established church circles you know what that means and since we're talking about Christ here we obviously know he humbled himself you know the ultimate but i'm i'm wondering if sometimes we cross a little bit of definition in there sometimes and and we we think we're being humble and a good christian person while at the same time we're letting something happen that we really shouldn't you, am, I, am i making any sense
2: there yeah there's a i think there's a false humility where we're trying to be something because we think it looks a certain way or we think we're supposed to be, because you're right. I mean, you know, the Bible talks about be angry and sin not. And there's some things in this world that we as Christians should be mad about. Yeah, obviously. Somebody mistreats a child, we should be really ticked off about that. And we shouldn't have to humble ourselves and go, well, we don't want to say anything or we don't want to do anything. Um, But the whole idea about humility is this idea of, who are you following? Who's in charge? Because it goes back to that. Am I self-centered, which means I'm I'm going to do what I want to do, which is the beginning of the fall. Satan wanting to be worshipped. He didn't want to right. follow God. He wanted to be followed, and mm. that's where you have to get to with humility. Is like there's nothing there's nothing wrong with uh, when Neil gets up there to play and lead on Sunday morning. He should do his best. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't get up there and go. Well, let me pluck out a few bad notes so y'all would know how bad I really am. <laughs> how humble I yeah, am. Yeah, <laughs> how humble I really am. But at the same time, he shouldn't get up there going, I, I want everybody to look at me, look at me. Right, right. You know, so I think there's a false humility that sometimes mm-hmm. people in the church carry. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's not healthy either.
0: Yeah, I don't think, I hate to bring it up in a way, but actually I don't. The the, the abortion topic, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends, you know, I, I have I can get a little political. I have very definite political views. I'm not, I am try not trying to bring any of that into these conversations because it doesn't fit. I don't think the abortion thing is a political thing. Mm-mm. But I see uh, Christian people that I know remain really silent in situations where I feel like they should be doing just the opposite, but I know what's in their head. They're thinking, I'm being a good Christian here, and I'm not stirring anything up. I'm being humble. I believe that's, personally, I may be crossing up where y'all were heading with this, but I just believe that's not the same kind of humility we're talking about, like Christ humbled himself before God. So in my mind, if I take that same concept and apply it to how I feel about abortion, I'm uh, vehemently against that, in the situations where it's obviously wrong, because I humble my mind to what God thinks about that, and I don't believe He's in agreement with that. So anyway,
1: well, you know, I <laughs> may have opened it up too wide there, but well, uh, you know, James four seventeen. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, that's sin, right? So if we know something, the, the Bible tells us something is sin, and we don't call it out as sin. I think I'm sinning as I'm not sharing the truth with somebody. So I okay. have a responsibility to share truth as long as it's what God's word says. You do, and I guess
0: here's where the humility comes into play, the way you present what right. you're saying. Yeah,
1: time and place does play into yeah. that okay. and our attitude in it.
0: I'm glad we had this talk. So, so you can do both and not over-humble yourself to the point of being trampled, mm-hmm. which I'll just throw out there is happening in our society. So,
2: Well, Jesus never agreed with sin. Right. Never, in any circumstance. Right. He never told the Pharisees that they were what they were doing was good. He didn't tell the woman at the well what she was doing was good. He never told the rich young ruler <clears throat> that what he was doing was okay. But he also didn't carry around a poster board and scream at them from the opposite side of the fence. Right, He went to them in humility to meet them where they were, love on them where they were, but give them truth. Yeah. And I think that's where... Sometimes we as Christians and the church in general fails we swing from the side of everybody come in the door you're all welcome and whatever you're doing is fine and okay because God made you that way and God loves you to the other extreme where we stand on the edge of the porch and go you get back in your car and leave because you're not welcome here. Yeah. There's a balance and it's I'll be honest with you as a pastor it's tough. That's a scary yeah. mm-hmm. thing. I mean there there have been moments when I've just I've had to call people and go I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. This is a situation that I don't. Even, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what to. There, there is nowhere in the Bible that talks about boys getting a shotgun shell and hitting it with a nail and almost blowing right. themselves up and how I should respond to that. Right. So there are there are judgment calls and there there's things that you have to think through. But to me, the church fails when we just sugarcoat everything or we try to. Blow everything up. We no. we we've, we've got to somehow. There's a balance in, in there. our That's humility. Right. Mm-hmm. In our, and I think this is part of my humility. Your sin is no greater than my sin. Mm-hmm. Even if I want to look at your life and go, well, dang Jackson, if you quit doing this, 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 and this, no wonder, no wonder you're down and out. No wonder you're homeless. No wonder you're you know, and you're not. But I'm just saying, right. we can look at those people and say, well, no wonder you, you've gotten what you deserved. Well, if I got what I deserved, then I wouldn't be on my way home. We're all in the same boat. So we <laughs> right have there. to humble ourselves and go, Yep, what this person's doing is wrong, but what I was doing is wrong. Now I've got to come meet them, put my arm around them and help them get better because God's helping me to get better. And hmm. it's a y it, but you're right. There's a false humility that the church takes on sometimes. Um we wanna look pious. We want to look like we've got our lives together. Mm-hmm. Nothing thrills me any more than to see people really come to the altar and fall down and cry.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Not come share every detail about their life to the pastor, not make a big order to do, but just, just humble themselves and realize, mm-hmm. wow, God, you're pretty cool because you've forgiven me for this, and I've been a real jerk. Uh, that's humility too right that's, there. That's, mm-hmm. that's where it starts. Are We anywhere
0: anywhere close to where you started? Kids? I think we are. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think we're doing pretty good. It's okay. all humility, right, right? Yeah, we started with humility. <laughs> you had a point you were talking about, and
2: I think we've gone there. We danced all around it. <laughs> it, it yeah, my first of, one did. In, yeah,
0: it kind of stepped into that
3: area of, um, although I don't think we really talked about what it costs. Hmm. What does that's humility good. cost? Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, that's a that's a. I don't even know how to describe the depth of uh, recognizing. I, I just think it's recognizing God is the center of all things and living your life that way rather than how do I please everybody around me mm. uh, or how do I make myself look good because we're not supposed to look like what our society thinks Um I don't know if it's any different now than it's been, you know, 50 years ago or whatever. Right. But if if we're following and acting like Jesus, which is what we're supposed to be doing, there's a uh, fellow that teaches his name's Ray Vanderlaan and he said we're supposed to follow our rabbi so close that we're covered in his dust. Um so what does that look like and what does that cost us to do that?
2: Um so that's an that's an Important consideration, really. And we typically think about, you know, oh, well, that that means that we can't go out and get drunk or we can't move in with our girlfriend because it's going to cost us all this fun that we're going to have. And that's part of, obviously, the spiritual journey that God has us on because he wants better things for us. But think about the cost of your calendar, Mm. the cost of your checkbook, the cost of relationships I mean are, are we really are we really so committed to God that we're willing to put friendships on the line to tell them about what God's done in our life with the chance of being rejected you know are we willing to look foolish for God mm-hmm. you know um, I remember a guy one time telling me you know Jesus was willing to hang naked on a cross literally I mean a lot of the pictures have him covered in some kind of loincloth, but that would have in that day been considered almost naked. I mean, men did not go out like that. Mm-hmm. And so he hung there in his shame. What are you willing to do for him? And sometimes it's like, well, I don't even, I don't even want to tell my neighbors I go to church cause I don't want them to think I'm weird, you know, and we have a good relationship and I don't want to mess that up. Um, but humility does cost you something. Um, Being a disciple costs you something. Jesus said, count the cost, because Mm -hmm. it's not free. So
0: why would you want to do this if it's going to be costly? If I were not already doing this, and we're hearing you guys talk about uh, how great this is to do this, what's the benefit to me of doing it? Why Why would you want to do that? I mean, what if I like my lifestyle like it is, and I don't want to change this or that or and be all your your humble. lifestyle like it is is limited time wise. You think about past that. Well, I don't understand that because I don't I don't wear a watch, so you got to come up <laughs> with something. <laughs> he lives in the moment. this God? <laughs> oh, that's pretty good right there. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just trying to think yeah. here again. You know, I'm bringing it back to folks that don't use words like this all the time in their conversation. Um. What's what's the benefit of me suddenly becoming all humble and and all that just because God would want me to do it?
1: You know, I think part of that is uh, we want others to have what we have. And if, if whatever it takes for that to happen, you know, humility, if, if it means getting, you know, gallons of Gatorade dumped on your head or getting painted, you know, to get kids excited and, you know, build some enthusiasm and stuff around the neighborhood or whatever, what does it take? You know, be be willing to just let whatever happened to me so that somebody else might be able to experience God and might be able to have a relationship like what I have. That's a good definition for that. I, I like how you said that. Yeah. I couldn't repeat it, so I'm glad we recorded yeah. it. Yes, we'll play it back to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can write it down in case you need
0: music. I might
2: put it in my book. really wise. <laughs> you know, Mike, I think, too, one of the things... I think all of us. I like to go to the zoo, and I like to see a giraffe, and I like to see, you know, some of those. I don't know why Neil hates cats, but you know, there's some big <laughs> cats uh, out there, and you like to see them. And and when they actually do something, like you see them run, or you see them something climb a tree, you're just like, wow! And the thought goes through your head: What if they were out in the wild? Because they're limited in their cage so we can enjoy them. I guess what I would say to people that are listening is that Christianity lets you out of the cage to actually be what you were created to be. And you know, this stuff that the world offers to us is really nothing more than a prison. It sounds like it's freedom, you know. I rem- I remember that day that you know, I graduated high school, and some buddies of mine, we went down to Panama City Beach, and I think I even remember screaming out at the beach, you know, I'm, I'm 18, and I'm a man, and I'm free, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Uh, but you know what I found is that everything I wanted to do really became a cage. And when you surrender, when you humble yourself to look to God and go, yeah, I'm I'm dumb. Not only did I do dumb stuff, hmm. but fourteen and under, man, I've done a lot of dumb stuff, and everything that I did that was dumb, yeah, it helped make me me. some people say, oh, it's part of the story. It made me me. But all that stuff ends. You the the you that you're making, one day nobody will remember who the crap you were. Yeah, and no, they won't care. Um, but when we have this relationship with God, yeah, we have to humble ourselves and it costs us something. But at the same time, it gives us so much more than what it costs. I mean, we'd all be fools if somebody walked in the door right now and said, everybody that will give me a dollar, I'll write you a check for a million dollars. Well, we'd be we'd be like, oh, I got I got $50. What do you give me? You know, l- let me invest a little to get a whole lot. And the Christian life is, there's a cost to it. But I promise you, anything that you give up, it it comes back to you, a thousandfold. It does. And and you and then you become the person that you are. You know, uh, I'll pick on you a little bit. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to it. Go, go for it. Well, you know, Mike, you've got a lot. Of, you've got a lot of talents, and uh, we've been friends for a while. And I've seen that you're you're an artist that can draw. You can write music. You can play music. Um, but you had all this stuff here at your house that you can use for any medium you wanted to use it, and you felt like God wanted you to use it in this medium. And uh, that, to me, just kind of shows uh, what happens. Because the original question is, why would I want to do this? And the the reason yeah. you want to follow God is He is your creator, and only He knows what you are created to be. And so... um Life doesn't really make sense. I think the whole world's out there trying to make sense of their life, and some of them think they know because they've got a little money in their pocket or they're famous or they're good-looking or they've got this person on their arm or that person. But at the end of the day, if you go back and just watch our celebrities and those folks, I mean, they're miserable. They're not I'm not happy they're people. They're miserable. And to be, hey, I'll
0: witness right here just real quick.
2: Uh,
0: I can do a lot of things. I'm aware of that. It's not anything I did, and I've been aware of that for a long time, too. I don't know where that came from. It's not in my family anywhere else. It's just there, so it obviously came from God. That's the only explanation for it. But before I was saved, around 1997, I had no satisfaction in those things. <clears throat> Excuse me. I would do them. It would be fun. But then immediately, I had to have something else. Mm. Immediately. It's almost as if uh, when I was saved, literally within days, God planted me in a church. Like literally within days, I wasn't looking for one, wasn't searching for one, but lo and behold, I wound up at one. In the 20-something years I've been there, I've been able to use every kind of ability that he gave me for good reasons that are very satisfying, very fulfilling, and the feedback I get lets me know that it's what I need to do with it. Mm -hmm. So I have no qualms. I love doing what we're doing here. I believe it's right and appropriate. It fits what I do. Obviously, it fits what y'all are doing. These have been great conversations. So it all works together, I think, in a correct way. And if, you know, I don't like the old phrase. I'll buzz myself before I say it. Mm -hmm. If one person comes to follow Christ and do this with his life because of anything we've said, then we've done our job. Well, I'll buzz myself again because
1: <clears throat>
0: I think there's thousands that we need to tell this to. Yeah. I don't think there's one, and I won't be satisfied with one. Right. I think there's I think there's more.
2: All of that really comes back to where we started with Michael talking about what is humility, what does it cost us. And then it's this reality that Humility really is about following God's direction and leading in our life. And when we do that, the satisfaction that we get from that. In that Philippians passage, it talks about not only how Christ humbled himself to come down in the form of a slave but willing to die on the cross, but then it talks about how God exalted him above every other name and that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is lord and so you know one of the things that we have to think about as christians is okay where am i struggling to humble myself uh where am i struggling to say yes to his direction in my life um quit fighting him on it Mm -hmm. i think that's a lot of christians frustration in following christ is that they kind of surrender but they don't fully surrender and uh you know, i just saved about my own life, I didn't really want to be a preacher. I really did not. No, you did not. I remember talking I, to you about this. <laughs> yeah, and, and I really thought I had it figured out where I could do my business and make money, keep one foot in the world, and then I'd be glad to teach Sunday school. I'd be glad to be a chairman of deacons. I'd be glad to help the church. But I was going to make money and do my thing, and then God— Could use my gifts when he wanted to in other ways. Mm -hmm. And when all that started coming, kind of pushing me to the edge where I couldn't say no anymore. I remember driving to Nashville one day and I was just screaming at God. I really wasn't mad, but I was just screaming at God. Like, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. But I'm a big dummy and you're going to have to give me a sign, a big sign and uh and lo and behold that's what he sent me but and it's still not easy sometimes mm-hmm. you know but uh when you submit to him surrender yourself to him humble yourself to him he'll direct you and but you'll still struggle with it i struggle with it
0: well you're still mm-hmm. you yeah i mean you're I yeah, mean, I still struggle it's I struggle. interesting because you're the last personality on earth i would suspect would become a preacher exactly
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah you're not the most
0: passionate guy, I'm a right, compassionate guy right, in the world, right?
2: Right, but anyway, <laughs> I, I think that's you know, what do you guys where do you struggle with submitting? Yeah, how does that trip you up? Well,
1: you know, uh, my my story's a little bit the same. Um, coming into the ministry was the last thing on my my list of things I wanted to do. Uh, high school, senior year, God started calling me to the ministry, and I was like, nope, that's not my plan. My plan is I'm going to be an art teacher. You know, so I graduate high school, go into college, going through art education, you know, degree and stuff like that. And, you know, during that sophomore year is when I didn't get mad, but it was the night that uh I was there in my house and I was on my knees, you know, and I was praying. And I said, I told God, it's like, all right, this is yours. You know, referring to me, it, it's all yours. And if ministry is what you want me to do, that's that's where I'm going. Uh, of course that same night I prayed the same night about asking a girl out on a date and that ends up being my wife a couple of years later you know lay it all out there and uh, uh, it's not been easy but Wait a minute, you don't need to say that right after the wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you clean that up just a little I'm bit? I'm sure we're going to edit that right out of this. I'm <laughs> sure. Oh, no, I am going
0: to leave it in there, but I, must, I think you need to clean yeah. it up real he has a rebuttal for that. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she'll
1: she'll have something to talk about on the next episode. You just had a episode. comma in the wrong place right there. Yes, that's right. Thank you for clarifying <laughs> that's that. That's all that was. But, you know, and even once I was in the ministry, you know, for over a decade, um, you know, God was changing my direction in the ministry, and I fought that. You know, I thought that for two years about becoming the pastor. I was like, I didn't want to be the pastor of the church, but that's what he wanted, and uh, we. Just, uh, that is still a problem today. Letting go of what do I want to do? Hmm. What's hard to do? It <laughs> is. You know, it's like uh, when I, I I plan. You know, I I like to make plans. I like to plan out my year. You know, I'll I'll plan out. You know, when I was pastoring, uh, I'd plan out a sermon series and different series, usually, you know, 52 weeks in advance. I know no a general idea where I was going to go. Uh, vacations, you know, when I was going to go on vacation, I'd be asking people to fill in for me nine months in advance, you know, when I was wow. going to be out of the pulpit. I like to make plans, but God has a sense of humor, and He likes to change my <laughs> plans, you know, uh, when I don't think they should be changed, and it's like, i got to let it go. Let God be God. I don't think Neil... I don't think you
0: planned on being where you are either, did no. you? I think you and I talked about this a time or two, that you wound up. Uh...
2: He was a keyboardist for Leonard Skinner. Really? <laughs> this is an in your Audi. There, there's an in <laughs> Audi for. Was Neil a keyboardist for yeah. Heat I believe, you yeah. were a keyboardist for.
0: For those of you I that might not that. know about Neil's disco yeah. history. Yeah. I love disco, by the way. I'm not ashamed of it. But you didn't want you didn't plan on being I did not a music minister. I am gonna buzz that I don't like the way that sounds music minister. Buzz it. But you didn't plan on being that, did no. you? No. I find it ironic that people go to school to do that. That's you, their you did. that's
3: their major. No, I didn't, no.
0: Um Well they probably a long time ago they didn't go to school to do that. Well that's probably a
3: it's a popular thing now, especially in this area. Uh, to do that. No. Uh as a matter of fact, uh, when we moved here and we're looking for a place to be part of a church there's so many options here uh like way too many seems like but we looked everywhere we finally settled on a place and I made my wife promise that she wouldn't tell anybody what i did for a living <laughs> because i didn't want to do that on the weekends uh-huh. i do it all week long right all i wanted to do was i'd lead a small group or do a bible study or something like that because i'd I like to dig in, Uh, but I made her promise, and it was, I don't know, four or five months, we invited the senior pastor over for lunch, and then we're eating lunch, and he goes, hey, I heard you used to play with, you know, and he named several of the artists, Mm -hmm. and I went, yeah, and he said, would you ever consider filling in? (laughs) Oops. That's where that started. (laughs) Yeah, he saw so, your high-heeled
0: disco shoes. I don't know what he, he saw. He opened a closet door over there or <laughs> I never like had any of those, but thank you. Yeah. I do have one question. Did he Wave make you have an afro while you were playing with him? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, a, no. Just, okay. I can
0: tell you things, but no. No, you don't no. have to. I had a lot more hair, though. So, yep, so now you – it wasn't what you wanted to do is basically mm-hmm. what you were saying. No, but – But here you are.
3: It was – and you know what's really <laughs> cool is um, God – frequently does not show us ahead way ahead at all he'll just say just take your step and when i started doing that it was funny because i could look back and see how i had been um, prepared Mm -hmm. to do that because it's not a um, there's (laughs) there's this thing that that people think you have to be a certain way to do certain things and Mm. The way I always thought I was was not what I needed to be, and I kind of walked there. There's personality profile tests you've heard of. You know, they tell you what your your tendencies are and Mm. whether you're left brain or right brain dominant, and those kind of things. People tend to have a uh, a more pragmatic view, or they have an artistic view Mm. of things. And my the way I was created is I kind of walked down the center of that. And if I were not walking down the center of that, I would go nuts doing what I do, because mm. you have to work with people that are way far one dominant brain side <laughs> or the other. Yeah. So
0: yes
2: uh, And God. Or no brain centered. Or no brain centered. H. D. Said that. <laughs> said Neil said didn't. <laughs> just, so just yeah. I, I was that. talking about myself, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good cleanup there, too.
0: <laughs> it's the cleanup episode. Humility. It will humble you. <laughs> Humility will humble you. <laughs> well, it's interesting. It's just interesting the way things work out. And uh, But, Neil, you said something interesting not to beleaguer. Is that a word? I use the word beleaguer all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it a word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
0: We've got a yes and a no, and Koontz is
1: grinning
2: like Be- a beleaguer? possum over there.
1: I'm I'm not sure that I'm hearing the Be- word leaguer. correctly. <laughs> Well, Well, beleaguered. I I
0: almost think it's not a word, but I find myself using it all the time. If there's a D D on the
1: end of it, I'm pretty sure it's a word. I don't want to beleaguer the point. Uh,
0: And I think I'm thinking it means drag on. Actually, no, I know it's not a real word, but I use it all the time. I'm smarter than that. I know I am. Let's ask Google, huh? The Google. <laughs> Neil's going to ask the Google. I'll do that. Well, you're yeah about if that's
1: about a word. Beleaguered. It and,
0: is. Uh, no, beleaguered with the
1: D on the Beleaguered. Yeah, it is. So it is a word. Yeah. Does it a to drag yes, That's on what I'm on saying. If below. it had a D on it, it's a word.
0: How did you know that?
1: I don't know. And why did you know that? <laughs> I don't
3: know. <laughs>
0: uh, okay, so the definitions what, on what does the Google say? says. Hang on a second. Sorry. Oh, maybe it's because I say beleaguered instead of beleaguered. It
3: sounds more like a word. Suffering or being subjected to constant or repeated trouble or
0: harassment. (laughs) So that's absolutely not what I thought it was. First of all, what you do to others. I think it was a real word. I'm trying
2: to think of the word. There is a word that sounds like that, but it's not beleaguered. beleaguered.
0: I don't want to. What's the word? Okay, Coons. Where's
2: Where's (laughs) What Did you say? (laughs) Would would he know? Oh, he always knows. Can we call him? Can we call him? Call him. Call him a friend.
0: And ask him if he knows what beleaguered means. No, no, no. We were looking for a word that
2: sounds like beleaguered. Say the
3: sentence you want to say well, without the word in it. I
0: don't want to. What I was trying to say is I don't want to drag. Linger? I don't want to linger. Languish? Belanguish? No. There's something. <laughs> Languish. It's just kind of I don't want to uh, stewing there. in it. I yeah, know, I don't know. I we, think we haven't I'll got leave the this out of out of yet. Yeah. We kind got- of are in a way, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Hey, look, uh, we'll look this up later on the Google, and maybe even the Wikipedia, because you can always trust Wikipedia. I'm just saying. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back to uh, uh, play Innie or Outie, and we're going to really rush through Innie and Audi because after Innie and we're going to try out Glenda Steele cinnamon rolls. I'm so excited, and I'm already uh, sleepy just thinking about it. So, but anyway, we'll be back
4: you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist, do you wear clothes? If so, we've got some great news. T-shirts and hoodies are now available at MikeTheBaptist.com. Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and you'll find high quality tees, hoodies, and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors, all with the Mike the Baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program. Mike the Baptist is a true labor of love. No one has to pay to listen or watch the program, but Mike and the crew have to eat. So a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart or electric utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet. Hey, everybody, it's time to play America's almost favoriteest new game show, Innie or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi.
0: Here's Mike. What a great day for Any or, or Audi. Let me just tell you what I have discovered. Any day is a great day for Any or Audi, because Any or Audi is catching on with a lot of people and in a lot of ways. I find it fascinating because I myself, when the thought occurred to me, which I don't know where these things come from. I'm as surprised as you are when something like that hits <laughs> the head and it comes out. But this one is really fun because I didn't have any idea there were so many of these things that people just say all the time because, to be honest with you, I struggled at first. I knew that idea was going to be fun, but then I got to Googling myself and I thought, well, there's only <laughs> 10 of these. We're going to run out of these, but no. Turns out there's all kinds of wild, crazy things in that Bible. Uh, or is it? Or is it? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I'll put something there. <laughs> <laughs> and a a drum hit thing. Anyway, okay. today's In Your Audi, uh, uh, Koontz and I will be the questioners, mm. and the other three who aren't questioners at that moment will be the contestants. So let her rip, Koontz. Koontz is up first.
1: All right. So uh, I believe when we started In Your Audi, uh, we were talking, we were going to, with uh, phrases that we hear and is that in or out of the bible so this is a a phrase uh the root of the matter the root of the matter the root of the matter any or outie the root the of root the of the matter. the matter
0: okay i have a gut reaction to it but i i want to make sure we converse it and my track record is not good on my own <laughs> so usually when i defer to the other two we get it right but the root, of the, the matter. root of the matter. My gut reaction is that's not exactly that phrase. It's not exactly in there. It sounds uh, like a good agricultural statement. The root of the matter, but I don't know that it's a. bit Well, you matter. went straight for the basics on that, right? didn't you? The
2: root. the root. I mean, you got the root of, the of all evil. That's you know. But now that that phrase is in there, isn't it? The root of all kinds. It, of evil. The root of all kinds of evil. But that
0: theory. phrase is in there, the, root the word evil. root yeah. and the, yeah. that phrase, mm-hmm. the, root the root of, of the matter. matter. To me, the root of the matter sounds more like conversation, modern day mm-hmm. conversation. That's just a gut reaction.
2: What's the Hebrew word for root?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's are call you, are you gonna ph- phone yeah. a friend.
2: Yeah, phone a friend. Now that <laughs> root us. So we're we're out. I mean, I think we're all kind of
0: stumped. I I hate to be wrong on my own program, but wait, you were wrong on it, so okay.
1: Are you assuming that you're wrong?
0: I am, because I have been before. (laughs) But no, I think it's an Audi. Personally, I think it's an Audi. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'd go with Audi. Yeah, that sounds good. We have three Audis. That's the final answer, Audi.
1: Job 1928. Oh, no. No. But ye should say, what persecute we him, seeing the root of the matter is found in me?
3: Well, there you go. Are you reading from the, Wait a minute. Of
1: the, king, the king of the The
0: James. King of the James. Is this the first three-person wrong uh, answer? A unanimous three-person wrong answer? I think answer. it is. I think this may be a day in history I
1: think so. for mm-hmm. any rowdy. We need a special graphic for that. We Lose do, a- <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> on <laughs> <coughs> the uh,
0: we'll just have the that was a good one. Yeah, I'm that sure. really was a good one. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks for making us look. Don't worry. This whole program has been about stupidity. So yeah, and it's and, it, and it's worked pretty, pretty good. We've shown ourselves. It's worked pretty well so far. <laughs>
0: Thanks for inviting me. Score, <laughs> as they say now, mm-hmm. is the Holy Grail in the Bible. That's my complete question.
1: The Holy Grail. No. The Holy Grail is Indiana Jones. That's not in the Bible. And it's also Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. You that? all are Something's getting entertained way too quick. Yeah. The uh, airspeed of an African
3: um, swallow. What? The airspeed of an African swallow. What about it? That's from iPod. the Holy Grail. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: I didn't watch this. particular movie.
1: Okay. Holy Grail. <laughs> Before <laughs> you give your final
0: answer, which I know you're sitting on the edge of your... <laughs> vocal box right now, ready to spit it out. Um, see, I don't know where that thought came from either. Why would anybody Bela- think that? Beliger. Beleaguer. beleaguer. <laughs> I don't want to beleaguer the thing, but
1: don't languish us either.
0: So, if the word holy wasn't there? Grail? Mm-hmm. Is grail in the Bible? I mean, what if I just
1: ask that? that? You can't change your question. Right.
0: We're talking about the cup
2: now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the cup of Christ... Is that in the Bible? Yes. Okay. Well, the cup, <laughs> the cup that he used to share with the disciples, it would have been a cup. He probably didn't own it. Mm. He didn't take it with him.
1: But he mentioned it.
2: But he says, this is my cup. Take and drink." Yeah. But is there other mentions of
1: it, it anywhere or that you know of? Of the Holy Grail or the cup?
2: Cup of Christ?
1: I, I don't know about yeah. that. Yeah. It's not
0: yeah, from me right
1: mm-hmm. i think actually the cup could
0: have been a bowl in the original i think that's just wikipedia <laughs> no not exactly okay let's go back to the holy grail i'm gonna say no
1: yeah I'm, I'm gonna stick with uh entertainment uh indiana jones monty python not in the bible
0: we went from a three-person failure to a three-person success Woo! that is not in there <laughs> go, team. but you all know it. but i want to read this i just found it interesting. Just to have a little bit. The Holy Grail, supposedly the cup or dish that Christ used at the Last Supper, that was later used by Joseph of Arimathea to catch Christ's blood as he hung on the cross.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's mythical, not accepted as true by any church. The Grail stories about it were written mainly between 1170 A.D. and 1240 A.D. Most are in French, although some English and German. And I did read several poets. Use that phrase down through the years, change it a little bit. They're all a part of the legends of King Arthur. It's supposed to have miraculous properties. People have to be spiritually mature to take part, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now this this is a great comment I found from somebody. I didn't know who wrote it, but I thought he was dead on. While the mythical stories of a holy grail make for interesting reading and exciting movies, they should not be of great concern for true Christians. True Christians. As born-again believers in Christ, our hope is not in some vessel that might have held Christ's blood or might have been used by him at the Last Supper. Our hope and assurance are in his sinless life, his atonement on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, and his promise of eternal life to all who believe in him. Christians do not need to look to a priest who traces his authority back to Christ by apostolic succession, succession when we have the authority of the Word of God and direct access to the only mediator between man and God, Jesus Christ.
1: Good mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah. So you all knew the answer. I did too, but I just thought mainly Monty Python. Monty Python. But you do hear about the Holy Grail, and then you watch Indiana Jones. Right. And if you don't know exactly, you start wondering, "Hey, man, I think it's out there somewhere. It's oh, we got to find it." At which point, I guess you get sidetracked, don't you? Congratulations. I was on a uh, losing end of an in out outy today, and then I didn't win. So, but There's it's always all, next week. It's it's all in humility that I accept <laughs> what happens. Thank there you goes. so much. Cinnamon roll review coming right up.
4: Oh wow, what a great contestant and a fine sport today on Any or Audi. America's almost favorite new game show. Study up future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for Any or Audi. Do you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist? Do you wear clothes? If so, we've got some great news t-shirts and hoodies are now available at MikeTheBaptist.com. Just visit MikeTheBaptist.com, click on the merchandise link, and you'll find high-quality tees, hoodies, and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors, all with the Mike the Baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program. Mike the Baptist is a true labor of love. No one has to pay to listen or watch the program, but Mike and the crew have to eat. So a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart, or Electric Utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet.
0: What an exciting time to be alive and uh, a participant on Mike the Baptist, because we have with us today a, a sampling of a friend of mine, all of ours actually. We all know her. Her name's Glenda Steele. And yeah, yeah, yada yada yada. She makes cinnamon rolls. We've heard about it forever. They're famous and all that. And so uh we guilt tripped her on a <laughs> on a Mike the Badge program and, and tricked her into making us some and she did. And we have them here. Let's see if I can get a shot in on the camera here. This is uh Oh well, that's odd. It's getting two shots and makes it look like one. Anyway, here's Glenda's cinnamon rolls. We have microwaved them a little bit, and now I'm going to, not being terribly full of humility at this moment, I'm going to take the first one, pass it on. We're going to each get one, and we're going to taste them, and we're going to review these. And now, this is a uh, uh, this is a Christian show. You guys are all preachers, et cetera, et cetera. And so we have to be brutally honest. If these taste like dung, we're going to say it. <laughs> Um, Um, If they're good, we're going to say it. Let's review. This probably sounds terrible if you're only listening to the audio podcast. But Okay, let me say that I'm getting some yeast, a little bit of yeast bread and some cinnamon and sugar in there.
2: Does anybody else taste the orange?
0: Mm -hmm. I do taste a hint of orange. I did, too. Do you think that's like Glenda's secret weapon? Mm, Maybe. There's Mm. a hint of something in there. But now, listen. uh, Glenda also snuck me a loaf of her uh, homemade bread, too, along with this package of yeast rolls, and I've been gnawing on that. Well, I've been waiting on this program to review these, and I taste a hint of that dough in these cinnamon rolls. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Long, long ago, I was wrong once. I could be wrong here, but let me taste it again and see if I can. Mm-hmm. Boy, I wish all of you were here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Would there be cinnamon rolls in heaven? Mm-hmm. On on trees?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, Avery. I think... Of
0: uh, I think she snuck a little orange peel. Let me put my glasses on.
1: I think she snuck a little something in
0: there somewhere.
1: Kind of a little yeah. hidden gem. That's what I was thinking. I needed a second one to really understand what I'm consuming here.
0: Well, my review <laughs> is I, I I think they're great. Mm-hmm. That's my review. I did not properly warm them. I really microwave zapped them a little bit. She gave me instructions how you can microwave zap them. But her instructions said microwave two of them for 10 seconds, and I had about eight of them for I don't know how many seconds. We ate ate them all, so they must have been pretty good. I think they're okay. I Mm. suspect if you put them in the oven, like she said, for 10 minutes at 300 or whatever she said to put them on, that they would be just primo. Uh, which I have another tray of these. Plus, I mean, that y'all don't know about which I will be trying at home later in the oven. So
2: y'all know this. A lot of you know this family. I can't believe they don't weigh like 500 pounds a piece. I mean, but my just goodness. Stay her husband. Yeah, they're both not? little bitty people. You know.
0: Mm. I gotta say that's really good. hmm I saw Glenda yesterday, day before yesterday, and I said, uh, "You know, we're gonna give you a review on Mike the Baptist of these, just right out there in front of everybody." And you could you could probably sell these. She said, nope, I don't want to sell them. Why not? She said, because if I take money for them, that gives you the right to criticize them.
1: There you I go. I thought, you know, that's brilliant. So I'm not going to criticize them. I'm going to be willing to let her give those to me anytime she wants to. If she doesn't want to sell Out them. Out of the I
0: kindness will, of your heart. And your I will holiday. humble
1: myself <laughs> and be on the receiving end of her generosity anytime. Well. Talk amongst yourselves, though, for just a second. Let me
2: finish mine. I'm, and, al- I'm also willing to allow you to criticize me because I'm not going to preach for free. <laughs> I'll, just break- I'll just have the criticism. <laughs> well, you know.
0: Oh, while I'm uh, finishing this last bite, you all might want to invite others uh, if they would like a review of their Cooked mm. goods and products, we'd, we'd be happy to do. I mean, that. We
2: like smoked meats, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some good fried chicken, banana uh, bread, banana bread. Yeah, mm. yes, we know Dallas Very and, good banana Dallas bread. Out and Manners listening. We would like to review that. A good chocolate pie. Oh, that would be good. Pie. Oh, and listen, lemon, lemon icebox pie. If I can get some of my
0: friends in Arkansas to mail us out some chocolate rolls, y'all Ooh, are in I, for. A, I've
1: heard about these chocolate rolls.
2: Yeah,
0: but you're only going to be able to tape one program because you'll be asleep after. Gotcha. Half a chocolate roll.
1: It's a good thing we're heading home after this. Huh?
0: Yep. Yep. But you'll be back next week, so you got yes, a week right. to
1: sleep it off. So I think. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, Glenda. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Glinda, that was
2: Really good, mm-hmm. and we appreciate you your know, willingness. You know, I think we should uh, serenade her with a hymn just to thank her.
0: Today's hymn is just for her, because Glenda is uh, uh, a prayer warrior. She's known to be a prayer warrior. I asked her <laughs> the other day. I said, "Hey, Glenda, I've had this uh, great idea to have some prayer warrior women." On Mike the Baptist. And she just kinda looked at me with a really blank look on her face and I, I was thinking maybe I need to think through <laughs> how to do that a little bit more.
2: I think it caught her a little bit off guard but So she can just sit here the whole program with her eyes shut? <laughs> Uh, yeah, amazing. I guess that would work. But.
0: <laughs> oh, now we got to snort out of coons. We got three snorts today. Uh, three snort program. <laughs> hey, listen, thanks for being with uh, us. I just spit a piece of uh, cinnamon roll on my computer. For later.
2: Oh, I'm so, hanging on to that. Please forgive us for what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: thanks for uh, sticking with us this long. I, I know that. Well, Glenda's nosy, so she would have stayed this long on the program to hear all this. But I hope you did too, and I hope you'll come back the next time we're going to close uh, in Mike the Baptist tradition as always I'm getting serious now at this portion uh, with a hymn in the tradition of the church today's hymn it is for Glenda because she's a prayer warrior but it's also for everybody else that grew up with great hymns of the 70s and 80s this actually might have slipped into the 80s a little bit but like we said before uh Church hymns change over time. You know, it's, all, it's not all yak horns and uh, uh, cow skin stretched over barrels and stuff. It's, hmm. Church music changes. Hymns have changed. So this may be a little out of the ordinary from the normal 70s hymns, but we're going to do it for you anyway, and we'll see you next time. Uh, Neil, you're our leader since you have more musical knowledge than all of us combined. Well, I'm just going to start on the third line because I don't know the language of the other two lines.
3: You know what? I'm folding
0: mine over and I'm joining you right there. (laughs) But start low because it's got a. So this song is about prayer. Yeah. Whoa, we're halfway
3: there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my
2: hand. We'll make it, I swear. Whoa. Living on a prayer Whoa we're halfway there
3: Whoa living it on a prayer
0: Take my hand,
2: we'll make it I swear Whoa live it on a prayer whoa We're halfway there Whoa living on a prayer Take my hand, we'll make it I swear Whoa!
3: Live it all a prayer. prayer. That probably sounds as good as Bon Jovi does now.
0: Yeah, bless his heart, as they say <laughs> in the South. <laughs> See you next time. We're just Christians. Trying not to
2: cuss. Good luck. <laughs> Mike, the Baptist.